0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! this, Cowboys? Cowboys!
1: This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys
2: World Headquarters
1: at the Star in Frisco.
2: Hand-off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry,
3: sacked by Lord. Peska keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown.
1: And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips and Kyle Yeoman.
2: Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Here from the star in Frisco as we continue to break down the Cowboys' 20 to 17 win over the Cincinnati Bengals, and we'll do so by taking your calls. In the next segment, 888-855-2297, it is a talking Tuesday. Here from the star, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how we doing? Doing very well. Fantabulous. Fantabulous. So. Victory Tuesday. It is a Victory so. Tuesday. How about that? And. For those of you wondering we we do still do the smelly stickers. what what is that? The smelly stickers are our form as a show of helmet stickers and we give them out to our players of the game, our coaches of the game, our whoever of the game and we'll scratch and sniff the stickers onto the uh, onto the cowboys helmet and they'll continue to to grow in size on the helmet throughout the course of the season. We'll do that in the final segment as well. I kind of forgot about it yesterday, so. Yeah, that
4: was not in the rundown
2: that you had. No, I forgot about it this morning too, if I'm being honest, so. But we're back at it. Smelly stickers are here, and we are ready to rock. So, Cowboys were back in the building yesterday, not on the practice field. They're off today, Rob. But what what changes now? Because you've got this Monday Night Football game coming up. You got a little bit of a longer week to kind of take care of things. W- what does that look like from a uh, as we get a quick pit stop from Chris Beam? Look at this. Always on got the me. job. Sound better now, right? The man, That's right super there. Looky there. Thanks, buddy. Super Beam.
5: Beam. I see you pulling out a little mystical verse today. <laughs> There's the man
4: right there. That's the man right there. That's the man. Did you uh, listen to mystical? A little bit. What is oh, that?
3: When I was what? What? What is it? Oh, that's a conversation. Jeez. Oh, what no, is? We it? got. He, he, he's we, a, so we got he's ten a minutes, a minutes till the break. Legendary, <laughs> like, yeah. Le- legendary hip hop artist yeah. from New Orleans. He's a real okay. one. Yeah. A yeah. Real yeah. one. Yeah.
2: Well, I, Quite. I didn't even hear what you said.
5: You I said mystical. Said, well, he yeah. said he said Beam is the man. He said that's the man right there. Watch yourself. That's a mystical. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Watch yourself,
2: Kyle. I know that.
3: Watch yourself. Yeah.
2: I just I don't I didn't know that was the artist. You should watch BT
3: uncut, huh? Oh, yeah, all the time. Uh, Isaiah was it uh, was my childhood. Kyle was going to sleep. And then, yeah. uh. <laughs> a little bit of Nelly at 3 a.m. Oh, oh, man. That's
2: what we all love to hear on Talking Cowboys. All right, news and notes, Rob. Cowboys, longer week to practice, right? Lawrence Sokol, former Cowboys alumni, biggest Nelly fan you'll ever meet
0: in your really? life.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm a Nelly fan, too. Uh, all right, injuries. Yeah. Cowboys got some you know, some. some Pretty good news in terms of injuries and guys working their way back. We'll see on Michael Gallup. We'll see on Jason Peters, who's not injured but is working his way back. I think both guys are have a chance to play in Week 3. We'll see how the week of practice goes, no see. And uh, we'll see on Dak over the next couple weeks as well. He's not going to play in this game coming up against New York. He's going to get his stitches out from his thumb surgery at some point this week. There's still going to have to be some, probably a little bit of healing there, some swelling going down, and and uh, as as Jerry spoke on the fan, and Sunday night, it's about strength. Can he grip the football? That's the biggest thing. He's not He says they're not so worried about the injury resurfacing when he comes back. It's more about can he grip and throw the football. So we'll see. It's going to be the Cooper Rush show at least for one more game and uh, Dalton Schultz is the other guy to keep an eye on because he's probably considered day-to-day iffy for this week with a knee injury to his right knee, PCL-type injury.
2: So PCL, MCL, ACL, knee, Mm -hmm. I mean, what is the difference there? Is the PCL a little bit easier to deal with from a general standpoint? I mean, of course, everything's case-by-case.
3: A PCL is is more easily healed with rest. Okay. Uh, it's an issue. I mean, you look at what happened with Ezekiel Elliott in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, and had Ezekiel Elliott um, taken some time off, then the back end of his season, he wouldn't have been so slowed by it. But by constantly, you know, playing through the reps on it uh, week in, week out, never really gave it an opportunity to rest. And uh, that's why you saw once that season ended, or once last season ended, he did not require surgery. It was as simple as the offseason itself was going to heal it. So it's one of those types of injuries. And it's pain management uh, is a big part of it for Dalton Schultz as well, especially this week, you know, the first few days after the injury has occurred. You know, is there a little bit of swelling? Has the swelling go, gone down? Mike McCarthy said that, you know, they're going to quote-unquote give him every chance – Um, to take the field on Monday night. They do get the extra day, which would help. Um, But, you know, we'll see how it plays out. And if if Dalton Schultz either can't, you know, manage through whatever pain he might be dealing with in the moment, uh, or they feel like he's going to be a little bit too slow to be impactful, you know, in an important divisional game, then it's going to be the Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot show uh, at MetLife Stadium. And those two guys have played well.
2: I don't know if you could really look at them as receiving threats yet. The only time that Hendershot was technically targeted was in the final drive of the game. He was kind of cutting over on the flats. He was targeted. targeted. (laughs) And then Logan Wilson came up, got both hands on the football, and it ricocheted back to Noah Brown.
5: Oh, that was a direct pass, Kyle. Stop
2: it. Don't, don't you stop. <laughs> Had it all not. the way, all the way through. So like never a doubt. He yeah. was he was be- lining which honestly <laughs> was, was the, the right choice. To drive. It was a fantastic play of the drive. What? But he was beelining right at Peyton Hendershot. What? Yes, that was exactly right. Stop. He, he, you've watched this the right film. there on the film.
3: Yeah, that's the evil. The evil which I'm is the which evil evil was by <laughs>
2: far. <laughs> By far the better choice, because if Peyton Hendershot would have caught that football, he'd be still going up to side The line. better choice by the football
3: gods, because they're we the need ones to that's a luck. Need that to to have, what right did I say now. yesterday? Yeah, so, it luck, sometimes man. it's better to be lucky than good. So, I say, but shouts out to Noah Brown for maintaining the focus to you know and making that play. Yeah, after. When
2: you and I were watching the broadcast, it, they made it very obvious that Logan Wilson ricocheted that football. It didn't make it obvious that... It went to a completely different target. Totally different direction. Completely different target. It wasn't like it tipped and like
5: went over somebody and then the other guy caught it. Mm-hmm. It was like a, literally like a 45-degree turn. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: a ricochet <laughs> yeah. bullet. Just threw on Worked the – Worked out for Rush, man. Rob, you were saying in the booth that during that play – and what we're talking about, for those that don't know, is final drive of the football game when the Cowboys were trying to get Brett Maher into field goal range. Uh, it was a 15-yard or 16-yard catch by Noah Brown over the middle – Cooper Rush was looking right, throwing right to Peyton Hendershot in the flats, who had a long way to go on the sideline if he would have caught that football. Logan Wilson, the linebacker, came in and batted it, and it went straight to Noah Brown instead in the middle of triple coverage. But you said you didn't know because of Mm -hmm. the way that it kind of happened live, right? Yeah, just from the press box view, I thought he had it all the way. Just just, Just
4: finding his guy. From practice squad 2017 to 2022, you know,
2: I thought he had him all the way.
3: Credit to Noah Brown because he didn't hesitate At Even all. a single bit. Really treated it like it was his target, his ball. Yep. Looked it all the way in. Got down to make sure that, it, you know, he was between the ball and the ground. And, you know, uh, the legend of Noah Brown grows.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wide receiver one, right? A lot of people are saying that, making that joke around Cowboys uh, Nation. Right? Two until MG13 returns then 3 which is what which is the great. Cowboys are expecting from No Brown which is to take the step and become what Cedric Wilson was for this offense prior to losing Cedric Wilson to free agency you kind of perked up Isaiah no it's just going to be interesting when
5: they get all the guys back yep, i mean I, sure. I think i think Gallup i'm going to get crucified for this no, no you're not nope uh, do it gallup is a huge obviously addition to this to this offense mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be as great of a game changer as James Washington. And that's probably okay. a very bold statement to make. Gallup will draw a lot of attention if he is old Gallup. If he's the Gallup of what we know, the reason why they re signed him is all his capabilities and abilities are there, physically there. Um, and he, he hits the ground running and he has a speed, which is his biggest asset. If he has all that, he will take the, the top off of this off of this defense. And create a lot more opportunities for CD, um, but I think James Washington, when he presents himself, and he's kind of like the forgotten guy. I don't, the, you don't hear anybody talking about him. The signing, kind of, it happened, but nobody got excited really because he got injured shortly after, and he just didn't do camp. Yeah, you know, it just just the He whole wasn't thing. really lighting it up at camp. He either. wasn't lighting right. it up at camp either, you know. But you have to understand what he's going to provide for this offense, and what Dalton Schultz the security blanket, as much as we talk about security blanket and and everything in regards to him, James Washington is going to be that guy too. And don't forget that dude has some wheels. And don't forget that he's not a regular size receiver and he's going to get in there and get dirty as well, kind of like Heinz Ward-ish, right? So there's things that he's going to bring, physicality, the the ability to move the change and things of that nature that are going to be so much a part of the DNA of this offense going forward. And then, yeah, Gallup's going to be Gallup. Like I'm not taking anything away from him, but in terms of the consistency and reliability of somebody underneath and not always having to rely on those deep passes, you're going to have high percentage passes that you're going to be able to complete with James Washington. He's going to help you move the ball with the running game and in the
3: passing game. Well, well here's where I am on James Washington. Uh, and I said this in previous episodes, I was exceedingly high on James Washington uh, during the, the year he was coming out of, of OK State. But that said, and, I, and I've and i even said it to you as a, as, a as well here on the show, i I think the Steelers misused him. Mm-hmm. I think he was also, you know, taking a little bit of a step back there in Pittsburgh when you combine that reality with the fact that Roethlisberger was on his his last legs of his career. Ben did not look good in the past couple of seasons, so forth and so on. Cowboys add James Washington this offseason. I'm like, OK, all right. All right, James with Dak and you know CD. You lose Amari. Yes, Gallops, you know, He'll be back. It's like okay, I could kind of see this coming together. And then training camp arrives. To Kyle's point, yeah. Um, James Washington struggled early in camp. Then he made a couple flash plays. Struggled again, and then he got injured so i couldn't even necessarily designate it as a mixed bag because mm-hmm. there was there were positives there he yeah. made some plays but he left more plays on the field in training camp than he then there were those that he made prior mm-hmm. to being injured so i still need to see james washington uh, in this offense to to believe that he will be what you just said and that's what i hope will be true that's fair but Washington was already being beat out by Tobert, whom we'll get to here momentarily, Oh man! and some of the younger guys. And now his absence has opened the door for a guy like Noah Brown to make good on the promise to the Cowboys that, hey, Cedric Wilson's not here. I can be that guy. Mm. And you're starting to see Noah Brown's trajectory tick higher and higher as the weeks go on. So we know what Michael Gallup is. He's a game-breaking receiver who can high point. He plays violent at the point of attack. You throw that ball up there, he's going to go get it. He's kind of in that Mike Evans slash Des Bryant fold of, hey, big, strong receiver, good luck defensive back. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I do believe that that's more Gallup's specialty than the underneath. But I think when Gallup returns, the underneath, does it go to James Washington or does it go to Noah Brown, C.D. Lamb? I think as they start to try to work Tolbert, and we'll talk about this momentarily, as they start to try to work Tolbert into the mix, that's going to come uh, concurrent with Washington possibly coming off of IR. Yeah. Who gets the nod there? It it, it fills out your options, right? It does. Because, I mean, after
2: week one, the way that that went, we looked at this wide receiving core and said, where's the production going to come from? Mm -hmm. Because right now there is none, at least in week one. This week you feel a little bit better because now you say, okay, Noah Brown can bring you production. C.D. Lamb we know can bring production. Mm -hmm. If you add some of these other pieces like a, a Gallup and a Washington, all of a sudden you're four deep. Uh, with guys that can certainly play NFL-caliber football at a high level. FX. And you've got a Jalen Tolbert sitting in the wings of a third-round pick. And Before we get to Jalen Tolbert, did you have something to add there about kind of looking at filling in the options here and just kind of the way that that could work out? Um, kind of carrying on to what you were just about to say. Like, I don't know where Jalen
4: Tolbert fits it's in once everybody it. gets healthy. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if he's going to be active for this game. Stephen Jones said on the fan yesterday that it was a close call. They had they talked about maybe making him active for week two and did not. They referenced again why he hasn't been active the first two games, a hamstring injury that he had, but really was back in the spring more than at training camp. That oh, that kind of set him back, and they said they maybe put too much on him in terms of learning all three receiver positions. I don't know. I think. Guys have just taken advantage over him, Correct. their opportunities, bottom line. And not to say he's not going to work his way in. I think he's got a lot of talent. But Noah Brown's not going to go anywhere, right. man. <laughs> once, once the guys get exactly. get healthy, he's played well. He's a guy that Dak's willing to go to, Coop's going willing to go to. You guys referenced James Washington. It's a good problem to have. I mean, I, I do think with with Gallup, and maybe to a certain extent Washington, but we're talking about MG coming off a serious injury 60 plays a guy. you know, I think you've got to work him back in, but I do think he brings a lot in terms of maybe a guy who can stretch the field more than what they've had. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a good problem
2: to have. I don't know where Tolbert fits in once everybody gets healthy. Because you're looking at this as uh, – not, not you specifically. I know I pointed at Isaiah. Go. But uh, looking at this from a Cowboys Nation standpoint, you're saying, why is our third-round pick not active on game day? Last year, it was Kelvin Joseph that had that question mark over his head. Mm -hmm. Why is our second-round pick not active on game day? This is a guy in Jalen Tolbert that, sure, he came from the Sun Belt, but when they drafted him, he was heralded as an NFL-ready guy. There was always going to be a bit of an adjustment coming from South Alabama to playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and even the New York Giants coming up next week. There was going to be that adjustment, but then he went to Miami, and he was with Dak. Then he came to OTAs and he flashed in OTAs. And he played well in the the off season program, and then he goes to the training camp and he just disappears. He goes to the preseason. They try and force feed on the ball. Doesn't play very well. Isaiah is that a th- it, what panic level are we at? <laughs> are we at DEFCON three? <laughs> DEFCON two? Should we just not worry about this at all with Jalen Tolbert, or is this something that should be concerning?
5: You definitely need to have your antennas up. I don't think the, there is a question mark in regards to him not being active as a third round pick. Okay, what he's at eighty eighth overall. Yep. Definitely, there he, he needs to find a way to be active, um, especially when you're missing two of your you know premier receivers. You know, one of them is definitely a premier. One of them is impossible, right? The, the double the double whammy, or the when the Bob Saget moment comes, is <laughs> when no Dennis ways. Houston is active for the first two games, and Jalen Tolbert, third round pick, is not. That's what makes you say, oh crap. And Ray, it really raises your eyebrow because you could you could if it wasn't for Dennis Houston, you could say, you know what? Maybe, maybe they just need to work him in. Maybe Jalen Tolbert's still trying to figure things out. We give him a little time, you know, he has, we got some you know we're not, we don't necessarily need him right now, and we don't want to force his hand and we don't want to force things in there. But then you have a undrafted, uninvested Dennis Houston. That comes in there. Week one starts. Mm-hmm. Jalen Tober's not suited up. He's Good. over. Here, but, but sunflower season
4: sweatpants. In part because QB one at, at train okay. camp is just like I I like That's seventeen. Okay, like that so I'm with you on that. I'm with you on yeah, that. Robbie. Five okay. targets yeah. in week one. Yeah, I'm
5: with yeah. you on that. Okay, so Dad, he's Dak's guy. We knew that. Okay, yeah. now week two's here. Where's Dak?
4: Oh, I have an answer for you. Where's Tolbert? Dak? He's on the sideline. He's on
5: the sideline. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Dak's on the sideline with the, with the, with the splint on his thumb. Okay. And who starts,
4: Dennis Houston? Oh crap! Let me ask but, you this <laughs> real quick. No, see, let me ask you this because they say, "Oh well, maybe we put too much on him with three receiver positions." You know, is that too much to ask, or is that on the coaches to say, "Well, okay," because because if if they're saying that maybe he hadn't worked enough special teams to be part of that role, is he's active? I just think you
3: could st- he still should be able to be I think active, that, right? That's the magic two words, special teams, yeah. because. McCarthy has literally said that Tolbert is a step behind. Now, he attributes to the hamstring injury, but the fact remains, he says he's a step behind these other guys. If you're Jalen Tolbert, as you're trying to get equal and then pass the guys that you're – you know, allegedly a step behind, you're going to have to make some real value, show some real value on special teams to get on the field right now. That's something
2: this guy said a couple different times along the way, Isaiah. I mean, in
3: terms of special teams. It's going to have to be special teams for Jalen Tober. So if you talk, I think the conversation that, you know, came down to the wire, you know, so to speak, as Jerry put it, is that, It's Houston versus Fajoko versus a guy like Jalen Tobert, and you say, okay, which of these guys give us enough right now on offense as far as Mm -hmm. potentially being able to target them, having some chemistry with whomever the QB is? But who of those three also gives you good value on special teams? Because you can— you can damn well guarantee that Bones Fossil is in this wide receiver conversation. When when you start talking about wide receiver three, four, five. He's already got Turpin up. on the list. There, hey. there you go. Turpin's already
5: there. Can, can, can we just take a second and just, and just do a, a clap for Dennis Houston? Like, just, just yeah. yeah, bravo, Dennis yeah. Houston. Freaking bravo. Not only did you beat out Jalen Tolbert, <laughs> third-round draft pick, but you also beat out Sammy fourth-round last year, correct? Yep. So you, you beat out both. Draft picks that you know have every opportunity ahead of you to play. And yet, some way, somehow, you earn the respect of QB1. Mm -hmm. You earn the respect of the offensive coordinator. You earn the respect of QB2. And the special teams coordinator. And the special teams coordinator. (laughs) Over two back-to-back year draft picks, top four round draft picks. They trust you more than they trust them. Kudos to you, uh, freaking Dennis Houston. So, what you
4: got, Robbie? As I it's not supposed to happen. Nope. Jason Garrett always told us, a meritocracy, though. And, and it, it, as really it doesn't matter where you be. come from. As it yeah. should
3: be, awarded based on the merit and not the draft status. I'm it's supposed to be earn the star, yep. so let it be yeah. just that, earn the star. So
2: food for thought as we go to our first break, though. The last time, you guys can answer this, not rhetorical. When was the last time the Cowboys legitimately had a question mark about their receiving core as a whole, position group-wise? 2018. Boom, 2018. When was the last time they spent a third-round <laughs> pick? By committee. Wait, 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 wait. Listen, there's a lot to this. When was the last time they spent a 2018 first, or third-round pick on a wide receiver? 2018. Michael Gallup. Yep. 2018. 81st overall pick, just seven picks ahead of Jalen Tolbert. He was active for every single game that year. Did they add another guy later that year as well, behind Michael Gallup as a rookie receiver? Absolutely. Cedric Wilson. He didn't play a single game. Cedric Wilson, who's now gotten the money in Miami, and he's a part of the Dolphins, and he is starting on Sundays. He didn't start a single game as a sixth-round pick in 2018. Mm-hmm. And now you have an undrafted free agent in Dennis Houston beating out a third-round pick in Jalen Tolbert. Relatively. And? And what? And And, fourth semi- round and <laughs> semi-folk. But all of that to say, this should not happen. For Jalen Tolbert. Second year of fourth-round pick Should not happen. All right, when we come back, we're taking your calls. 888-855-2297.
1: Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company comes back right after this. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com 5G for you for details.
0: The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and 5 championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition oh going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020 Bank of America Corporation.
1: Little sweet, did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr Pepper is on its way. So sweet. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Nobody protects you from mayhem
4: like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it... They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem,
0: like me.
1: Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Barn & Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
3: Back to Talking Cowboys.
2: Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. If you are a fan of live music, come up here to the star on Wednesday, September 21st, for a brand new monthly concert series. This is really cool. Sounds of the Star featuring country music recording artist, the Powell Brothers. The high energy show kicks off at 7 p.m. and is free and open to the public. For more information, visit the Pow. The Powell Brothers. Pow. pow. Pow Pow It's P-O-W-E-L-L. Are you just saying Pow? Pow. Powell. Pow. pow. Okay. Powell Brothers. <laughs> however you want to say it. But yeah, that's a really cool. It's a sound Sounds yeah. of the Star. You can yeah. visit online, that's starinfrisco.com. Really cool monthly concert series along the way. I vibe so. with that.
3: I vibe with it. Do you guys country? On. Oh, I'm going to a concert tonight. Are you guys I, I'm, concert I'm, people? I'm, 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 I'm trying to get more into being a concert person. Really? Like, and, and I'm a, I'm a fan of almost all genres. Yeah. Like, I like to keep a diverse portfolio of music. I'm an audiophile. Um, but i've never been one who has gotten out to a lot of concerts and not because i don't want to it's just that's not how life is going but i'm really trying to make a a cognizant effort to start doing so more and more because there's so much fun to be had at these live performances Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to get in my bag my concert bag Your eyes are inviting me to your no, next.
5: No. I just wanted. I was waiting for you to say that you listen to country. I was curious. Oh, country. I have my country folks. You the country? Yeah. Oh, I,
3: I, I could. Di- I could dip into my country that's bag as well. I and have a no bag
5: of that actually. Yeah, Do I either. might have a ziploc, but that's about it. I'm <laughs> <Of> the <laughs> same way.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, little, I could, I, a little bit. I could dip into bit. the country bag. You know, you might. Hear yep. me driving up to some Randy, you know, a <laughs> you know, little bit of uh, Johnny. Okay. Uh, right. Randy there's, Travis. There's plenty of Randy and
2: Johnny yeah. down in South Absolutely. Texas Absolutely. as well, Absolutely. where our friend Mario joins us here on Talking Tuesday. Goodness. Mario in South Texas. How's it going, my friend?
3: Hey, Kyle. Hey, hi, hey gentlemen. How are you guys doing this morning? We're good. Doing great. Fantastic. What's on your mind? Good, good. Appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I just want to touch on um, upcoming Monday night divisional matchup versus the Giants. So – against the Bengals we pretty much just rush for the whole game and we're getting home but the Giants don't have nearly as effective pass catchers and weapons on the outside as the Bengals do so do you see our defensive strategy changing maybe Dan Quinn bringing the heat trying to get to Daniel Jones and uh one more uh one more thing Kyle uh, since you never listen to Mexico, if you never do listen to him, <laughs> uh, yes. just, just uh, make sure you do not walk in the club like him. Be cool. Oh, thanks, guys. Don't don't do that one. Okay, thank oh. you, Mario. That's I actually really that. good advice. Since <laughs> you. Google it. I like I'll it. Look we got to talk up. about that okay. yeah. I'm going Google okay. it in my head. Is that enough? Yeah. You don't I, know that one? I don't either? know the yeah. yeah. It's I good advice though. I don't know that guy, but I like him. Yeah, I just, like him. It's good advice. Crazy. That was
2: good. That guy's crazy. So <laughs> he goes, he goes, and one more thing. I thought it was going to be another Cowboys That's question. Awesome. But yeah, there you go. Mythical yeah. again. This is cool advice. So with the with his early question, do you bring a similar defensive front, Rob? If you're Dallas going up against New New York, compared to what they did against
4: Cincinnati? Not if you don't have to. I mean, that's the beauty of. I mean, that's how the Giants have won their Super Bowls. Isaiah was part of one. If you can get pressure with four and play coverage Overflakes. and flex on that, then th- that's <laughs> that's that's a that's a dream for a defensive coordinator. I wouldn't blitz if I don't have to. And But that also depends on, you know, it's Micah Parsons, and I charted every damn play that he had last night. He Eight. had 59 plays, and it was, I mean, I want to say it's 97% were rushing off mm-hmm. the edge. Is he going to do that every game, you know, or is he going to be more? It's interesting that they did that, based off of maybe the matchup that they saw with Lyle Collins and right. knowing they had to get to Joe Burrow, and maybe how you feel about your linebacker depth, too. But I don't know if you're going to see Micah doing that every single game. So Dan spoke to that what yesterday. What was his too.
2: what was his split in
4: game one? Wasn't it like sixty forty? Yeah, and that's kind of what he did last season too. Yeah, and and Dan spoke to that yesterday. Where you don't the that's if you know where he's gonna be all the time, that's the problem. Yeah, that that's the problem well, facing other coordinators. So facing other teams. So you know, but he's they're a better pass rushing group when he's rushing. So so as, so. as
3: I say, when it comes to those that are lobbying for. Uh, Michael Parsons to be put to, at defensive end full-time. I, I can't stress this enough. Give it a rest. The, the fact that he can be elite at two positions – Means you should allow him to be elite at two positions. Mm-hmm. The name of the game should be unpredictability. The name of the game should be versatility. You need to keep opposing quarterbacks and opposing offensive coordinators guessing on a week-to-week basis. If you look at okay, let's say a split was 60-40 in week one, and it was almost 100% committed to defensive end. If the, if you're the New York Giants, you're looking at this like, well, well, damn, which which one do we get? Which Michael Parsons do we get? The fact that you have to ask yourself that question makes your game planning that much more difficult. Now to to circle back to the original question. I don't think that Dan Quinn needs to change a thing. I think you commit to rushing those four, ask your guys to beat their guys up front, and then you challenge Daniel Jones to make plays down the field to a receiving group as the caller stated. That is not nearly as, you know, lethal or proven or prolific as what they just faced in the Cincinnati Bengals. I think you challenge Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has more escapability than does Joe Burrow, and most certainly does than he? does Tom Brady. He, he's yeah. got wheels. Yes. I know he's got wheels, yeah, he's but Joe Burrow, Burrow can move too. Yeah, but, but Joe kind of walks Daniel into sacks Uses it. than, okay. than, than, than Joe but
5: Burrow. But Burrow hurt Dallas last week with that. Right, so, yeah.
3: so you have to be careful with sending additional help un- arguably unnecessarily because that could allow him to extend the play and now you're widening coverage windows to receivers that if you play them straight up otherwise they may not be able to beat your coverage so don't lengthen the time that your secondary has to cover keep those guys on the receiver's hips and then you send your four and then you keep them guessing with Micah Parsons that needs to be the game plan. What do you think Isaiah?
5: Yeah I'm actually watching the film right now I've been watching it all morning and the New York Giants' front line is not great. Yeah, they're not. Their offensive of tackles are very suspect. Uh, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to take advantage of those guys. To that point, I think you it's a mixed bag. I think if you if you rush four or rush five, you'll beat them. If you decide to heat them up, you'll beat them. So I mean, defensively, this is is looking from the film that I'm seeing like there's going to be plenty of opportunity. But the one point you know that 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 No C was just mentioning is Danny Dimes. You don't want to give him opportunity to extend drives. If you have these guys up against the wall and they're struggling. Why give him a window of opportunity to be able to utilize his legs? He doesn't look like he can run away, but he knows how to move the chains with his legs.
4: He's had an 80-yard run in his career, so, yeah, he can move.
3: Is that the one where he fell down? It ended in in (laughs) hilarious fashion. It was (laughs) against the Eagles, right? He has has some speed. He's not Lamar Jackson or anything, but he can escape the pocket. And if you give him green – to take advantage of, he will take advantage of it. And he'll turn that third and 11 into a first down. And now, guess what? Your defense is out there for another, you know, three, four football yeah. minutes. And it starts to add up over the course of a game. I'm going to say it straight up.
2: I'm going to say that was in a Monday night football or a Thursday night football game, too. Because it was definitely nighttime in Philly when he had the, the sniper hit his feet. It was. He... It was in Philly. Yeah. All right. Derek Earth Monster. Derek in Baltimore. <laughs> you're on talking Cowboys. How's it going? Uh,
3: it's going pretty good, fellas. How y'all doing? Doing great. Uh, amazing. All right. And, look, i got a quick question here. I'm waiting for the Cowboys to be a better team, but that's not going to happen until Keller Moore leaves as the offensive coordinator. But in the meantime, can he do something to make our runs, create passing plays off our run formation? Because I'm getting tired of our offense of line and our wide receivers just getting tackled the way they are because we don't attack pretty much. We just absorb everything.
2: Derek, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate you. And, I mean, he came out. He say, said it with his chest. He didn't wait to say it with his chest I respect Friday. that, man. Yeah, that's what you got to do on this show. Oh, wait, you say said it, with said said. it with your chest. behind your opinion, man. And sometimes you're right,
5: sometimes you're wrong. In this <laughs> case, I, I'm half and half with you. I think that Kellen Moore is a very capable and actually a very good offensive coordinator. I do think that he has his struggles like every other coordinator does, and he is a young guy. However, this running game will improve and they will be more deliberate with their running game especially when Peters decides to show his face with his hand in the ground whenever that happens it happens um, but i believe i truly and wholeheartedly believe when you have a nine-time pro bowler and a seven-time pro bowler, playing at both guard positions, I think you're going to be okay in terms of running the ball up the middle. And you'll be a lot more confident
3: and committed to making that run happen. I think there's a reason that, in recent memory, Kellen Moore was one of the uh, hottest candidates for a potential head coaching role in the Mm -hmm. NFL. I think, to your point, Isaiah, Kellen Moore is a a brilliant football mind, and and I think he can be a very good offensive coordinator. I think the trouble that Kellen runs into is – getting a little bit too up the sleeve is, is the way I'd put it, as far as digging for tricks that aren't necessarily needed to be put on display at the moment. Because if you harken back to week one, you get off to a good start with Ezekiel Elliott on the ground and then trick play it didn't work. Okay, and then you get back to Ezekiel Elliott, hey, this is working, this is working, trick play it didn't work. And then all of a sudden you start getting away from from the run and what was working. So I think Kellen Moore needs to do two things uh, a little bit better. One, continue to take advantage of whatever the respective defense is giving you. If that defense is allowing you to tear them up in the air, by all means, shred them and, and you know make the run game a secondary thought. But if that defense is allowing you to run the ball, don't revert back to Kellen Moore, the quarterback, who simply wants to see the ball thrown more and as such, then starts to throw the ball more because that's not what that particular defense might be giving you. You talk about a team like Tampa Bay, for example. So for me, it's consistency and knowing when to get tricky on the plays and then knowing and what I love that he did last week, not only was he more consistent in the run, which was something we really harped on having to uh, see from the Cowboys in week two, but to the, Turpin question that was asked in the mailbag last week. It wasn't necessarily Turpin, but you saw it happen with Lamb and yeah. you saw it happen with Tur- Cooper. he had Cooper Rush drop back and just throw a couple of goal routes and obviously the goal were for, for, were for those to be complete but even if they weren't complete, they sent the message. Yeah, You have to defend us vertically and then what did it do? It opened up the underneath and guess who ate underneath? Some guy named Noah Brown. Yeah. So Kellen Moore has proven he can win games in this league a lot of games as a matter of fact he's not green he's not a greenhorn consistency and knowing when to pull the tricks out and yeah. you're not going to need to pull a trick out every every game
4: yeah the most uh, the the funkiest he got in the game was I mean there's a jet sweep to Turpin funky I like yeah that. I mean the, I mean it, what it wasn't is it wasn't some of the crazy stuff we saw in the first half of Tampa Bay it was a nice little misdirection with Zeke and Pollard both in the backfield and it goes to it you know, goes to Pollard instead on the little sweep like that's it was kind of surprisingly simple early on like some flares out to cd just get him going early just kind of just feel the game a little bit that was more with your whistle yeah yeah it was it was the more conservative stuff that mike mccarthy referenced and that's when you have a backup quarterback in the game that's what you got to do just rely on just kind of take the simple stuff like nosi said don't overthink it keep know? it simple yeah
2: yeah Kiss. I was going to say, you dropped your S off. Keep it simple, stupid. That's how it goes. All right. Bob and Nashville, we're going to get you on the other side of the break. So we'll be right back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. Little
1: Sweet. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet. Unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non fungible token. Everyone's on something that deserves a Dr. Pepper.
5: The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org.
0: The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and 5 championships shows us what success looks like where Turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way.
1: It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Another day is here,
3: and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
2: Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. And we are now joined by Bob in Nashville. Bob, what's on your mind? Welcome back to Talking Cowboys. Hey guys, I love I love working from home, so I can uh, call in it. Um, but real quick, um, <laughs> I hope you got some clothes on, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> At least I'll the play, bottom half.
2: That's, that's not that's not a pretty sight. But anyways, <laughs> um, real quick question. And I'll, I'll hang up and let you guys answer. When Dak comes back, I really think they need to tailor back the offense. And just I love the Dinkin and Duncan and picking their shots down the field every once in a while and letting the run game win. I just don't think we can go to the Super Bowl with Dak slinging it all over the yard. My opinion, I just thought, get your thoughts real quick. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate you, man. And, I mean, that's kind of what you've been talking about a little bit, Isaiah, is you want to keep it simple for Dak just to, like you're doing it for Cooper Rush, right?
5: Yeah, I've always said that I don't think Dak's a quarterback that drops back and throws you to victory. I think he's a play-action guy. There's no that's no spite on him. That's just what he is, um, and he's best utilized with a running game. So uh, they get back hopefully, like, like I mentioned a little while ago. I think Peters is going to add a lot to this running game, um, and I think you'll be able to go
2: downhill a lot more consistently. Okay, let's let's go ahead and get to our second right. question here because we're trying to we're rushing for time. Maurice in Tacoma, Stinky Town, Okay. Back down, baby. Okay. <laughs> How's it going, Maurice? You're on Talking Cowboys.
3: Hey, real quick, I just got a question. Uh, not to beat up on Kellen Moore because I think he did a good job with his scheme last week. My question is, if the ship starts starts to sink, how long does McCarthy let it go before he has to take it over? Because that could drastically affect whether or not he's here next season. And then also, where are we thinking about losing Ridgeway to the Commanders? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for taking my call.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling. And that's two things, Rob, that have Damn. happened before, where you not only have uh, a player that's claimed by a division rival. I mean, even I mean, New York. What did they do this week? Jalen Smith signed the practice squad today. What? <laughs> How about that? Second time
4: in two years <laughs> he's done that. The week of a Cowboys game,
2: yeah. and then John Ridgeway, who was on waivers yeah, as a fifth round pattern. pick, take taken by the Washington Commanders. Uh, let's start with Kellen Moore, though. What do you think about what he said there about McCarthy maybe the play calling, and how long of a leash does he have compared to what other coaches have? I might?
4: mean, listening to Mike, he's got plenty of faith in Kellen, although he did say he was going to maybe, Friday said maybe go over the, you know, as far as the scripting stuff, maybe a little bit more than usual, and I, th- I think maybe that was reflective in the way that that game started. It was a great plan. The yeah. first 15 or whatever it is for Kellen was a great plan for Cooper Rush early on. I don't... I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to sink, necessarily. But I, I think you could see Mike maybe be more involved if he needs to be. But he's big on giving autonomy to his coordinators. I don't know if that's going to be I – don't, I don't think – I don't know if you see a situation where he would just take play calling unless it just got to the point where it was, you know, week after week what we saw in week one,
3: which got was
2: it. bad. And then Ridgway going to the commanders?
3: Uh, and. I liked Ridgeway um, coming out of coming out of Arkansas. You know, big, nasty guy, strong, a lot of power. But he was really up against it. Uh, numbers game for the Cowboys on the defensive front: Neville Gallimore, Quentin Bohanna, Chauncey Golston, also Diggy Zua. Uh, and here you have a rookie fifth round pick who's trying to you know get game snaps against that particular depth mm-hmm. chart. It just it wasn't to be. And when it came down to choosing to carry Dak uh, on the active roster. Somebody had to go, and you look at the injury to Basham. Look at the injury to Jaron Curse. None of these other position groups could afford to lose anyone, but the interior defensive line could. Yeah. Uh, so there went the John Ridgeway. And um, yes, Dan Quinn is disappointed, but as he stated, he also understands that there's so much depth there. You know, Ridgeway. We talked about it at training camp that there
2: were going to be tough decisions. Yep. You were going to lose somebody that you really wanted to have on your yep, football yep, yep. team, and I John was,
3: Ridgeway was there. I was slightly surprised he made the 53 because I he thought too. he was right on the bubble there. Yeah. So, I, I was yeah, surprised that way. he was claimed. Not a, not a you know, slight to Ridgeway, but just yeah. in the capacity of he hadn't You know, been active or getting any snaps? So, what was it that the rest of the other thirty-one teams saw that made them jump? I think it's—I think that's the commanders doing a little bit of gamesmanship, saying, "Hey, we got the Cowboys coming up in a couple weeks. Maybe let's take their rookie fifth-round pick. Mm -hmm. yeah Okay, (laughs) maybe so. You know, Tacko still going to have his way with so. So, Patrick, (laughs) this is your first helmet sticker
2: scenario. Normally, we do this on a victory Monday. We're doing it on a victory Tuesday. So, you you take a player. You give switch. them. Are you trying to switch? No, I'm just, i don't understand how do you make them smell. Oh, that's what. Oh, you're you're questioning the oh, they're fr- manufacturing. They're fragrant. They're, yeah, they they're are quite fragrant. Mm, these are three years old now, and they're they still smell fragrant. great. So smelly stickers started back <laughs> when Why we were you to talking get, about get some cologne if that's the case. We we started back when we were talking about just players earning. Uh, earning a, an award is basically what it was is it's a helmet sticker that if you do something well in the game you contribute to a victory you get a helmet sticker and it's a scratch and sniff rather than like the buckeye ivy or whatever they end up putting on their helmet and stuff but we've got a full-sized cowboys helmet here rob phillips as the veteran of the group we're going to let you start things off with mm. the helmet sticker first helmet sticker of 2022 I have to go with one Noah Brown.
4: Okay, what? I have to. You're a thief. He's been in the league. I mean, hey, oh, you want him? Here, no, take you take, it, him. take him. No, you take him.
2: He's a veteran. He gets it. You play the. Oh, he's
4: a veteran in
2: the NFL. No, stop oh, it. No no, 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 you already no, no, did ahead, it. Away. I'll just I'll
4: just keep it simple. Go ahead, Six years in the NFL, and you get your first touchdown. Not only that, you were clutch early, and you were clutch late. Hell of a job by Noah Brown. His teammates love him, too. I love it. Mm. I love okay. it. First helmet right.
2: sticker of 2022, Noah Brown. What Isaiah Stanback.
4: Is
5: always prepare for with multiple. You know what I'm saying, okay. Kyle? This is pineapple. Here goes my smelly sticker. Let me go ahead and scratch it Pineapple on roller skates, Chris. On, I don't think this, is, <laughs> this is my peach. Hey, we gotta, You see this right there? You see the eye right there? All right, so that is... Well, Tyler Smith. About That's Tyler Smith hey. looking at everybody like, hey, how you doing hey. there? You thought I wasn't going to be a good player. <laughs> He's out there balling, taking care of business. He can't wait to have a pro bowler playing next to him. Tyler Smith,
3: good job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was that
3: <laughs> I like it. That's your best Tyler Smith impression. <laughs> best Tyler Smith impression. All right, so for my inaugural, I'm going to go with Trevon Diggs. Um, stepped up huge with those you know two tackles obviously the the bigger one on third down and now we find out that there was hits that, uh the headsets had went out in oh yeah you know, and he still got the job done yeah so Travon Diggs gets a lemon and mm. here's why he gets a lemon it's because everyone who continues to doubt the first-team All-Pro cornerback, and his ability to cover and or tackle, you're going to continue to be sour and bitter every mm. time you see Trevon Diggs do what he like continues it. to do. Like so it. Trevon Diggs, he gets the lemon because he's making everybody sour and bitter who hopes that he fails on a weekly basis. I like, I like that a lot, I like that's that's a lot, good, Pat. I like it a lot. All right, for the final
2: one, I'm going to get this big old lollipop. Oh. It's real skinny. It's it's the longest uh, sticker that we have <laughs> on the entire... What? Yep. Yep. It's say, lollipop. You can't even look at you. Yep. You can't
3: even look the at reason you why watch is yourself.
2: because Greg Zerline made two really long field goals on Sunday. Oh, I like it. <laughs> well done. Oh, oh, God. Zerline, what? <laughs> That's he? it. I'm that done. It oh, oh no. He threw
4: himself
3: off. Oh, no. Isaiah's dirty mind <laughs> oh has no. me thinking,
2: oh, golly, Give me, <laughs> give me lolly Brett lolly. Maher. He's got the helmet sticker. That's it for talking cowboys. What's in it by Black Rifle Coffee? It's Greg er golly. Just Brett stop. Maher. Helmet sticker, Trayvon Diggs helmet sticker, Noah Brown helmet sticker. Isaiah is officially kicked off this show forever. That's it for us, Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Patrick Walker, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow.
3: This has been a
1: production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys?